You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to answer a question that a coach reached out to me on Instagram asking, how do you activate players' fun and the wish to win on the court during both practices and games? And that is a great question. And this is a question that coaches, um, I find at least I get this question, you know, four or five times a season. You know, how do you, how do you, Get your players to want that desire to win, that want to come to practice in games with that intent, with that excitement, um, and with that energy. Well, we're going to answer this question on today's episode, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 56 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How you guys doing out there? Hope you guys are doing well. Well, thank you again for tuning in to another week of the pod. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to spend some time with me. Um, if you're a new listener, welcome to the Volleyball by Design podcast. My name is Brian Singh. I'm the coach. Actually, I'm the host, not the coach. I'm also a coach as well, but I'm the host of the show. And if you are a uh, regular listener, as always, you know, welcome. Um, for our new listeners, you got about 55 episodes to get caught up on. Man, we are we are plowing away at uh, at episodes, and uh, I drop an episode every Monday, so um, something to you know be aware of. We got some exciting things on the horizon. I just wrapped up um, our la- latest launch where we opened doors to Digital Volleyball Academy. And I'm so excited to get to work with and uh, build relationships with our new coaches. We have a lot of great coaches that joined us um, all around the world. Uh, actually, this time we had a lot of coaches that are new uh, to becoming head coaches or just new to coaching the game. So um, I always love to work with coaches that are just like you know fresh, ready to learn, ready, ready to absorb all, you know all that I could teach them and that we can grow together with. And yeah, uh, I'm really excited about it. And if you're a coach that missed out. Um, on joining DVA, uh, for those of you that don't know, Digital Volleyball Academy is my signature membership, where I get to you know work with coaches and mentor them and uh, really provide really provide that mentorship um, so they they can get better much faster than going at it alone. Uh, well, if you're interested in joining the waitlist, you can. It's go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. You can join the waitlist, and we're gonna open up in the next couple months or so. Um, so it's good to get on now because you never know. I may I may open it up a little earlier. Um, there may be some extra perks by being on that waitlist that you get. So just join the waitlist, digitalvolleyballacademy.com, and um, yeah, and you'll get some information on that. All right. So let's get to today's episode. Today's episode is um, a great one. So I posted on my story. It's got to be maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, basically asking, you know, coaches out there, you know, what kind of topics would you would you be interested in me talking about? And one of them that kind of stuck out to me was the question a coach had. Uh, his name is Dennis. He said, you know, how do you activate players' fun and the wish to win, you know, that desire to win on the court, both at practice and at games? And that is a great question because, you know, sometimes, you know, coaches, I don't know if you ever find this, but you, you'll have a lot of moments in a season where, you can see it in your players. You can feel the energy where there's there's no desire to compete. There's no desire to, you know, to to put it all out there. Sometimes players are just going through the motions, and it happens. 
it, it happens to championship teams. It happens to teams that are trying to win a championship, and it's 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 a problem that we, we have to address. You know, the reality is is that we we expect our players every practice to be dialed in, to be motivated, to want to win. We expect it, and the problem is is that just because you expect it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. It would be great to get it. It would be great, but you know, players have bad days. Sometimes a player may be too busy with school and maybe they have other things on their mind, you know, both their social life and academic life and all this, all these things. So you got to figure out ways that we can keep them motivated. We can get that desire to win, that focus, you know, and, um, and I'm going to give you three ways that you can do this. Okay. Three simple ways. And the first one is the, probably the, the biggest way. And that is what I like to call gamification. Now, gamification, I'm a big believer in gamification um, in my practice. And gamification is the ideal of gamifying, so turning what you're doing into a game. And the reason I like gamification is because when, who, when you have a game, like think about as a player, when you're playing a game, right, what, what are the emotions that are going through from a player side? What is the thought process? Well, what's the, what's the reality? What's the result of a game? The athlete, the kid is going to have fun. They're going to have a ton of fun, right? Because games are fun. Who, do, who doesn't have fun when they're playing games? And while they're having fun, they're going to retain way more information than they will have or would have um, by doing something else. And I've proven this. Now, I don't, I don't know if there's any studies on this. Um, I, I should probably create my own study on this because I've been testing this theory for years and, and I keep getting the same result. When athletes, when students... When people are engaged in a game, when they're, when they're using the material, okay, when they're engaged with it and they're having fun, they retain more information. So let me give you an example. You know, when I, uh, when you, if any, any coaches or teachers or anything out there or anyone who's taught someone something, when I, when I have my students watch a basketball game, you know, let's say they're watching a, a really good basketball game. And the next day, if I ask them how that basketball game was, they'll be able to tell me, oh, LeBron dropped 20 points. He's got five rebounds, 10 assists. He shot, you know, 45% from the field. Like, they'll, be, they'll just spit out all these amazing details of the game. Now, did they study this information? No. What, what, what they, they were engaged, they were enjoying the game. They were watching the game and, they, and this is what they enjoy doing and they, they can spit out that stats. But if I was to ask, you know, the, uh, this particular student, what's the capital city of every province or country in the world? They're not going to tell me that. Or rather, I won't even go that. What's the, what's the capital city of every major province in Canada? Right? I'm Canadian, so I'm going to use Canada as an example. It, 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 unless they know it, they're not going to know it unless they study it. So my point is, you know, when anytime you are engaged with information where you're trying to learn something, you're trying to practice something, the result is going to be better if they're having fun. Um, and I've done this a ton of times over, and I can tell you with 100% certainty that your athlete, your students are going to retain more information and be better at it when they're having fun. So how do we gamify drills or how do we gamify teachings? Uh, there's a lot of different ways we can do this. The first is when you're working on skill development, um, this kind of ties into a lot of things I've talked about on the podcast in the past, but when you're, like, let's say we're working on skill development, so we're working on passing, for example. Now, passing, as many of you know, it involves a lot of volume. The athlete has to go through a ton of repetition in order to get better at the skill. And that's boring. Repetition is boring. Repetition is the mother of all skill, but it, 
it's not always fun. So we have to fi- figure out a way to make it fun. And there's many ways you can do this. You can create competition amongst the players. So compete against each other to see who gets the most you know, perfect passes in a row, who can get 10 perfect passes, who the, who the first person to 10 perfect passes. You could uh, stat their passing so that they have a, a number associated with their skill. Like if they're passing a 2.1, a 1.8 or whatever, and then they can compare that. They can have a goal to work towards it. This is all gamifying it. Um, but the best part is the, the competition. The minute you compete, right, you throw up their score relative to the other players, then we have some competition. You know, we've created in our gym, we've created like amongst our passers more of a, like a leaderboard. And everybody wants to be at the top of that leaderboard. And we have all the passing stats and they want to be that number one player that creates competition. It's also creating a game because they're going to try to win this game by becoming better passers and be more dialed in. Even during the drill itself, you know, you could have games while you're doing simple, simple passing drills, serving to a target. First person that serves to this target three times in a row wins. That's a game. And we're working on their serving location, you know, things like that. It's, it's very simple, by the way. And it's, it can go a long way, believe it or not. Uh, we've created, like, even when we're working on certain defensive strategies, offensive strategies, you know, we'll gamify it. We'll say one team can do this and one team do that and see who wins. Like, you know, there is no right or wrong answer to how to gamify it. That's, that's the beauty of our, of being a coach is we have control over our own creativity. We can create whatever type of game situation we want so that they can engage with the skill. They can practice the skill, have fun with it, compete with their friends and, Retain it, get better. That, that, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, I'm trying to think about anytime, you know, anytime you can do a drill and add a point system to that drill, that's, that's by definition gamifying it. And it's giving them measurable feedback as well, which is nice because, you, like I have mentioned on the past pods, measurable feedback is where they can grow from. You can't grow what you can't measure. So gamification is uh, is super important. I, don't, I think that's about it for gamification. I think you guys get the idea. Oh, oh here's another thing too, sorry. Um, I, I, I talked about this in the past, this, this website called Kahoot. Kahoot is a free online resource where you can create quizzes, right? Like multiple choice quizzes. So when we teach a skill, for example, when we teach a skill, like let's say we're teaching, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say passing. Pa- I always use passes as an example because it's the easiest one to articulate. So if we are talking about passing and let's say that I am you know, we're talking about passing zones, passing seams. We're talking about fundamentals. Well, after I'm done teaching it, after they've engaged with the game or they've practiced and whatever, we may throw in a Kahoot, which is uh, an online quiz where I can create it and I can ask them questions. You know, I can say, um, what is the first step in creating a platform? What is a passing seam? And I'll have four different answers there. And everybody that is engaging with this game Kahoot is on their phones and they're competing with each other. And after every question, it shows the leaderboard of the top five players and what their score is. So everybody's competing to try to answer the question right. You get points for answering it right, and you get points for answering it the fastest. So you can imagine the intensity, the you know, the type of competition that's engaged with everybody else. And here's the cool thing is that if the player didn't know the answer, right? Let's say a question came up and they got it wrong. Well, I bet the next time you were to ask that player the question, they're probably going to get it right. And they're going to get it right for two reasons. One, because they've now heard that information a second time. Okay. They got it wrong, which means they heard it again. Now they know the right answer. And two, 
They're engaging with the information. It's not like you're telling a kid something and then they go practice and then they forget about it. They're not only practicing it, but they're engaging with that information through the game of Kahoot. So do you see, you see the difference there? It's one thing to practice the skill, right? Practicing the skill is great. They're going through the motions, but it's another thing to engage with that skill by talking about it, by understanding it, by going through the instructional aspect of how to do that. And that's what I'm talking about with Kahoot, with that online quiz, that online game where everyone can compete against each other. So how, you know, this, this kind of leads me, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but inside DV, um, I do, I do, uh, a lesson on teaching strategies and differentiated instruction. It's ideal of differentiated instruction. And what this is, is exactly what I'm talking about right now. Differentiated is this ideal that, you know, everybody learns in a different way. And us as coaches have the ability to teach in different ways. So by, so here, here's, here's what I'm, what I'm describing here. One, we are teaching the skill and they're practicing it on the court. Okay. That is one way of learning. That's called kinesthetic learners. The second way here is we're reinforcing that same skill by playing a game with it through Kahoot. Okay? That's the second. We're, we're targeting another type of learner there. Someone looking at a screen, someone that's more hands-on. Not Rather, not hands-on, but more theoretical. There you go. That's what it's theoretical. So we're, we're, we're teaching them the information, but in multiple different ways. And then you can imagine how much more understanding they're going to have of that, of that information after they go through all these things. Okay? So I spoke a little bit, uh, a little, little long there on gamification, but that's that's really what it comes down to. In, in, in when it when it comes down to you know this whole idea of fun, the wish to win, the desire, you know, both practice, both games, keeping that inner competition alive. Okay, the second thing that I do to try to keep my players focused and motivated. This is another one, motivated. So once a week, um, I begin practice with a story. Yeah. Once a week, I begin practice with a story or a speech or something. Now, this is kind of like cinematic, I, I feel. Like, you know when you guys watch those sports movies, you always get the moments where coaches have a speech. Coaches share a story about themselves or share a story about some, something that motivates the players. You always see that in movies. Well, I'm not going to say that it's, it's movie-like, but that's exactly what I do once a week. So at the beginning of a practice... I will share a story, either about myself, either a story that I've read online, and sometimes you got to research these, but I'll, I'll tell motivation stories about past athletes, past coaches in our game who have accomplished great things. Maybe there was a, a, a an obstacle a coach had to overcome that was a, really amazing, and I want to share that story with, with them, and I do that, and all the players are listening, they're dialed in, and then after the story... Uh, and depending on the way you tell it, the art of storytelling is a great skill to have because it does a lot of things. It motivates, it shares information, um, it, it gives players different perspectives. It's, it's a really great skill. If, if there's one thing coaches you can do as well to add to your, you know, your toolbox is uh, really develop the art of storytelling um, because it can do a lot of great things. You know, so I get you know, in a way, sometimes on this podcast, you you probably hear it in my voice, but this is my style of storytelling, right? On every podcast episode I do by myself, that's that's that. This is the same way that I'd be speaking to my athletes, but you know, obviously using using different. It, actually, it it is the same way, but I'm a little bit more motivating, I guess, or more like specific because they're my athletes. Um, 
because I'm here, I'm just sharing information. And uh, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I'm connecting with you guys too on, an, on another level. But um, I hope you get what I'm saying. Kind of, kind of going around the circle here. But I hope you get what I'm saying. So yeah, so I start once a week because you can't do this every practice. You're gonna run out of stories and um, it's gonna lose its value. Like it's gonna lose its importance. So once a week, and my players actually look forward to these stories too. And uh, what you'll find is is that they listen. It gives you a chance to connect with them on another level. You get to share. Um, you get to share someone's story, which is cool, whether it's about yourself or someone else. And it, it gives them that sense of purpose again. It gives them a different. Like a different feeling inside of them that hopefully fuels that fire that you want to see, that desire to play, that that you know, that mental fortitude. You you want them to to want to go on the court and perform at a high level. And every time I tell the stories, at the end of it, sometimes they may have questions, whatever. But right after that, boom, we go in, and they're motivated, they're focused. If they've had a bad day, they've well either forgot about it or kind of put it away for now, and they refocus their attention on us. You know, whether they're in the mood or not, this kind of puts them in the mood. So, you know, storytelling is great. Motivational stories are great. And you always see them in movies, maybe at the beginning of a game or before a game. And sometimes you see it in practice as well. And the thing about the, the stories is you don't, want to, you don't want it to be too long. You don't want to spend 15 minutes of your practice telling the story. These things are five minutes or less, okay? Um, and they can, they can do some damage. And if you're a, if you're a DVA member... Um, you know, I'm going to be back in the after a year of not being in the court or on the court because of COVID. Uh, I'll be back on the on the court. You'll you'll be able to have access. You'll be able to hear some of these stories um, in practice. So, uh, DVA members, we got we got some great things coming for you. All right, and the last thing that I want to mention when it comes to you know the the wish to win during practice and game stuff like that is is relationships with your players. Now, this is crucial because the more you know your players. The more you know their background, okay, their current situation, whether it's both family, school, life in general, whatever the case is, the more you can help motivate them and help them, help them with the wish to win, help them have fun, help them with that competitive side because you'll know them. Sometimes when I tell stories or when I do games, sometimes it, it works, don't get me wrong, but you may have to target a certain athlete in a different way because of what they're going through. Maybe there was a death. Maybe it was their birthday. Maybe, you know, the, whatever the reason is, every athlete, maybe they're having a really hard time at school and that's something you have to, you know, talk to them on a one-on-one. Or just knowing the person's back or where they came from, you know, the trials and tribulations they've gone through in their lives, you know, all that stuff plays a huge role because you can then reach them on a different level. Now, the reality is, is that everybody, not every single player at one time is going to need to be motivated or they need to wish to win all this stuff, right? Every practice, you're going to have half the team or more than half the team that's ready to go, and you'll have a few players that maybe not. So by understanding your players and understanding you know, the whole relationship aspect of the game, or at, sorry, the whole relationship that you have with your players, you can target them specifically and help them with you know their wish to win, help them motivate and, and build that relation. And this is crucial. This is, you know, coaches, we're, we're in the... We're in the business of creating relationships. I say it all the time, and it's true. The better relationship you have with your athletes, the better they're going to perform, and the better that you're going to be able to reach them on another level. You know, I always, I always say this job that we have, we have a great job. You know, teachers, coaches, we have the job that we not only get to teach them, you know, curriculum. You know, if you're, if you're a school teacher, you're teaching them the curriculum. If you're a volleyball coach, you're teaching them the curriculum of our sport, the fundamentals, the skills, okay? We just don't get to teach them volleyball. We get to teach them life. 
We get to build relationships with these athletes that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. And we are tasked with the, we're tasked with the job of creating this amazing experience for them that they cannot get anywhere else. You can't get the experience of being on a team anywhere else, like a sports team. Sure, you can have teams at work and teams at school, like in terms of clubs, but you can never replicate what it means to be on a sports team. And we have that opportunity. And it's important, right? This is beyond volleyball now. It's beyond volleyball, but it actually comes back to volleyball because when you can do this, you know, it, it, it is the greatest thing. When you have them graduate and come back years later remembering the amazing time they had on the team, when they graduate and become better men and women and get better jobs or, or, or whether they're on the entrepreneurship route or whatever they're doing, when you teach them these skills that, that helps them in their everyday life, you know, that's the win. That's the real win in my opinion. Right? Forget the championships and the volleyball skills. That's the win. So by, by building these relationships, by teaching them life lessons, by, getting, by understanding this stuff, that's also motivating. That also gets them motivated because what's going to happen is they're not only going to want to play for their teammates, but they're going to want to play for you. Now that might sound a little selfish, but it's not meant to be in a, it's actually meant to be a selfless thing because you care so much about them. You're willing to do everything in your power to see them succeed that by default, they want to play for you. Right. And, and not, not to sound arrogant when I say this, but you know, when I, when, when I coach, there's a lot of players that want to play for the coaches, like my, myself and my coaching staff. There's a lot of players that will, will, will dive and, and you know, do anything they can for us, right? To help the team win, to help us win, because that's the relationship that we've built with them. So that's, a, that's another thing. You, you got to, I spent a little bit, of, I kind of went on a tangent here about, about the relationship, but you know, that's really important. So I hope you understand that as coaches, we have a significant responsibility, not just to teach our game, but to, but to build relationships and teach them life skills that can help them after volleyball and beyond. All right. So these are the three things, very simple, very simple, but something that may, maybe you, you kind of slipped up on or you haven't paid too much attention to. And hopefully this is a nice reminder that maybe you should start looking into some of these things to implement back in your programming because it's really important. So gamification, Okay, storytelling, um, creating that motivation, that desire, and the storytelling, and then relationships. This is these three things alone. You you just do one of them, and you're gonna activate your players' desire to play this game at a high level. You're gonna activate that competitiveness, uh, regardless of the situation. You're gonna do it, and I hope you do it, and I hope you do it well. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. You can find me on Instagram, Brian Sting underscore Coach B. Um, and if you are a coach out there who would like my mentorship. Um, will want to be a part of my programming that I have for coaches all around the world. Uh, and we talk about this stuff all the time too, right? And, and then you'll, you'll get a chance to see what we do in our gym as well. Uh, DVA, join Digital Volleyball Academy, okay? Uh, www.digitalvolleyballacademy.com. You can sign up for the wait list and get notified when I open doors again. Um, but that is it for me on this episode. I hope you got some value out of it. Uh, I, I, I enjoy talking about these kind of things, you know, the, the, the desire, the culture. We could, I could, I could have started talking about the culture of your team and how that works. But um, I've talked about it in previous episodes, so feel free to go take a listen to those. All right, that's it for me. I will see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look. 
Are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.